Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I got a big smile on my face. Isaac feeling pretty good as well. Isaac, our L.A. Rams, man, needed to take care of business on Sunday, man. They took care of business. Take down the Arizona Cardinals 18-7, man. And, hey, bro, we headed to the playoffs, man. Hey, you know what? It's about about knowing that that, that supernatural word that gets you into that tournament, and that's playoffs man that's that's win and get in you know we handled our business went out and uh performed the way we were accustomed to performing uh from a defensive standpoint man we just can't say enough of that about that defense man and and uh, uh the performance that they put on man uh you know I, i'm really gonna lock up uh mr stately man and kind of hide him a rest rest away from the rest of the league because you know i'm sure some job offers are going to be coming towards this guy but just the way he's performed, he's put guys in position this year to uh, make plays, and uh, magnificent job, man! Magnificent job by the defense. What you gonna do, man? Kidnap Brandon Staley, man? Tell him he can't leave, man. I mean, he gonna he he want to be he want to escape. I'm pretty sure he want a head coaching job. Well, I can flex my muscle. You know, if you Sean McVay or, or Les Snead, you can flex your muscle. But look here, man, we not you can't do no interviews during the playoffs, man. That's just that's just Back. team okay. policy. We not we're not doing that. So. Uh, we, you know, you got, we're focused on paying you and, and doing your job here before you start doing your interviews, man. Just some kind of way. Just be selfish. But, you know, I, I mean, they're going to come. You know, those offers are going to come. Uh, those interviews are going to come. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, we can secure him for another season. And uh, just with that group that we have, man, after we make this serious playoff run. No doubt about it. Now, we do need to shout out Brandon Staley because, once again, the defense played exceptionally well. On Sunday, man. And we needed him to play, man, because we were starting a quarterback who had never played an NFL game, man, John Wolford. Filling in for an injured Jared Goff. Of course, Goff was out, had thumb surgery last week. Uh, not only were we not playing with Goff, we didn't have Cooper Cup, our leading receiver. We didn't have Daryl Henderson. And Wolford, man, all he did was come in, bro. You know, hey, 22 of 38, 231 yards. No touchdowns. He was sacked twice. He did throw a pick. But six rushes, 56 yards. Hey, what I like about John Wolford is that he didn't cause us to lose the game, but he shows and gives us another dimension, man, because he can run the rock. But this is what I do like, Isaac. His his very first NFL pass, man, it gets picked off, man. You know, Cardinals was in in a zone. 
Uh, my man read them. Jordan Hicks read them all the way. You know, he was looking at the receiver all the way. And they were in a zone, and he picked them. He kind of threw it behind them, kind of threw it late. But after that, he kind of settled down, man. And, I mean, looking at his numbers and even looking at the game highlights, man, and the game and how he played, hey, I'm pretty impressed with what my man did, man, because, you know, I mean, he's an NFL quarterback. We expect him to be able to do something. But to come in and play like he did and to bounce back after that after that first pass like that, I'm impressed with old uh, Wolford, man. Well, I'll tell you what, he's in good company, man. If I'm not mistaken, we'll have our statisticians go uh, research this. But I do believe that Peyton Manning's first – pass in the NFL was intercepted as well. So, but uh, don't quote me on that, but, uh, you know, he's in good company with that. But, but, but the stat, as far as Mr. Wolford is concerned, man, he, here's the one that I look at, not the turnovers, not the, uh, you know, his rushing attempts, which are pretty significant, just the time of possession, Doc. Yeah. He had that ball for 37 minutes in the game. So when you're able to have the ball for 37 minutes in the game with a backup quarterback, that means that, you know, you're moving the chains. We were six for 15 on third down. You're keeping drive going. You keep drives going. And you give your defense an opportunity to get some rest, to come back at full strength and go ahead and, and pressure the quarterback like we do. So just looking at those two stats, it lets me know that it was a successful run, successful first run for Mr. Wolford uh, as a whole, man. So, you know, we have to come back with him next week, man. I, I won't be as, you know, as timid as I was this past weekend with having him start uh, his first game with so much on the line for us. And you made a great point with the time of possession, man, because not only that, you have a quarterback playing a quarterback in the NFL for the first time getting in the game. And we ran 70 plays. So he was out there to run 70 plays, man. And and, and to hold the ball and have the time of possession, like you said, that we have him to run 70 plays and only, you know, turn the ball over one time. That's just very, very good because uh, – Playing your first game is one thing. But playing your first game under these circumstances with everything on the line like it was on the line, like we got to win, but we didn't have to win to get into the playoffs. But you wanted to win because, you know, we had two scenarios and the Bears ended up losing to the Packers anyway. But still, we didn't back into the playoffs. We ran into the playoffs and passed our way into the playoffs. And, you know, he comes in, man, and leads the offense, 333 total yards, uh, and now he, you know, he did with the pick and he did miss some receivers down the field a couple of times. But Isaac, I want to at least point out a couple of beautiful passes he 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 uh he had, man. Uh one, bro, it's just a beautiful ball to Robert Woods, man. It was late in the first quarter. I mean, it it, it was nice. You know, for some reason the Cardinals were were uh covering Woods with the linebacker and Woods just but the the ball was it, it, it was nice. I had to give him credit for that, man. It was like a 28-yarder uh, down to the three-yard line. That's one. Another one was a nice, beautiful pass to Cam Akers. The Rams line Cam, line Cam Akers out at receiver, man, and he he really just ran by. So that, w- that was a, a beautiful one. And he converted a fourth and two to Tyler Higby. See, all these are beautiful plays, man, and using his legs to make plays as well. So to, to see his mental capability – is what really impressed me more than anything because we kind of knew he had some physical skills because you're in the NFL. We know you got the physical, but his mental capability and his mental skills, where he settled down and made plays when we needed him to make plays, that's probably the most impressive thing to me. Well, you talk about 333 total yards of offense, man, which is special. So, um, you know, you, you can tell Coach McVay has had his hands on the guy. And it's it's kind of what, you know, Coach McVay can do through a quarterback. So you, you're showing 
he's showing his coaching chops. I mean, we've seen it when he first got his hands on Jared Goff, how golf just exploded. But to have 333 total yards uh, of offense for uh, a rookie start, he's pretty much a rookie starter. Um, yeah. Having his first start is pretty impressive. So, and, and you know what we talked about last week, Duff? What, what did we expect to see? I had some predictions that we would make, that we would throw the ball down the field, some explosive yeah. plays. And we saw that. It opened up. So it's all about trust level. I mean, can you trust players, uh, you know, to, to give them a little bit more responsibility? So to come in and have Walford in his first start, throw the ball down the field, outside the numbers, uh, move the pocket the way we did, and have this guy to be successful in his first start, I mean, it says a lot about that relationship between those two. So I can see it evolving if he has to start next week versus Seattle. But um, I think it was a good first run between those two. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens here, what transpires. I mean, if our starter isn't healthy, like I said, I'm comfortable going into this game with uh, Wolford once again, man. And talking about relationships, man, it was kind of obvious that Wolford does have a relationship with Van Jefferson because man ended up with four catches for 50 yards. Uh, but he had the most targets of anybody on the field. He had eight targets. So that lets – and I'm not surprised because those are the two dudes that work together in practice, man. You know, Wolford scout is throwing team. the – you know what I'm saying? The, the, the scout team, uh, a, a second unit. So I'm not surprised, man. And Van stepped up and uh, he answered for Wolford. And it's also not surprising to see that, you know, Cam Makers, four catches, 52 yards. You know, Robert Woods have four catches for 36 yards. He was targeted seven times. But to see Gerald Everett, like we talk about, Gerald only had two catches. But Wolford looked for him seven times. So seven that we talked about, he's probably going to need the tight ends to help him out. He looked for Gerald seven times. Van Jeffers is somebody he's comfortable with. He looked for Van eight times. And not only that, just going back to what the defense gave us, when you have a, a, a quarterback like this, defense got to help y'all make plays. And what they do, bro? Troy Hill gives us a pick six. Then we block a field goal. So we really did everything we can to help Wolford win this game. And we ran the ball 30 times. That's that. So that's always huge. But Sean McVay did a great job in the defense, as you said, stepped up to help this young quarterback, man. And he got all the help that he could use and he needed it. And that helped propel us uh, to a W. Uh, absolutely, man. Just having that, you know, that stout defense that we've seen all year long, say for probably two or three weeks, uh, you know, outperforming Sunday and scoring points. I mean, you know, we talked about uh, the defense needed to score some points last week. I mean, on last week's podcast. So they went out and executed that, man. I mean, you know, once again, the guys were in the right place making plays. Uh, you have a, a superstar quarterback for the Cardinals and a superstar wide receiver out there making plays. And, and you have to cover these guys up. So another tremendous job as far as getting after the quarterback. I think we were, ready, we were able to uh, push Murray out of the game for a couple of, couple of quarters and uh, get their back up in the game. So um, just a great effort, man. Just a great all-around effort defensively. And, you know, we didn't hurt ourselves from a special team standpoint as well. So when you when you get, you know, two – aspects of the team, offensive, defensive, or special teams, when both are, both are working well and playing winning football, you get these results. So your offense doesn't have to be explosive all the time, although we may want it to, but when you got a defense the way we, the way we have and a scoring defense at that, man, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to work out well. well. We'll put points on the board some kind of way and end up winning the game 
which pushed us right into the playoff stop. No doubt about it, man. And we got, I mean, I ain't going to say we got, but Kyler Murray hurts his ankle in that first drive for the Cardinals, man. He was out for uh, really three quarters, came back in the fourth quarter, but he really couldn't do anything. But anyway, man, you have our defense hold Arizona, who was actually, you know, they were playing for a lot too because in order for them to get into the playoffs, they had to win. So they was coming out, you know, ready to ball. They was coming out pretty focused, but all we did was shut them down, man. We hold the Cardinals to 214 yards of our total offense. Bro, that's the NFL team. You hold a 214 yards of total offense, and they, you know, we ended up with four sacks. Oh, Samson, Ebukam, he gave us two sacks, man. So, you know, we've been, you know, we had talked about Samson. I know I did earlier this season. Where is he? So we kind of stepped up when we needed him to step up, step up, but just, just, uh, just uh, balling like they ball, man. You can't say really enough about him. And uh, once again, DeAndre Hopkins. You know, Jalen Ramsey and those DBs, he, he was a no factor, man. He ended up with four catches for 35 yards, but two of those catches kind of came late. They were some trash catches. So uh, I don't even know what else more you can say about this defense, man. We needed them to step up and play better than they did against Seattle, and they showed why they are the top two or not the best defense in the NFL. Uh, with two very obvious uh, players on defense who will represent the Rams and uh, on, on at least first to second all pro teams, man, with Jalen Ramsey and uh, Aaron Donald, man. That that leadership right now, Doc, is impeccable right now, man. So, uh, uh, you know, like we always say in the league, that a defense can travel, a good defense can travel, as well as a great running game can travel. Right now we have that defense. And just it was good seeing Cam Akers back on the field uh, before he has to be thrust into his first playoff game on the road uh, after missing a couple of weeks, but having back on the field, getting getting a feel for, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, kind of really picking up where he left off before he got injured. So just having him in that mindset of, of okay, I played last week, so now I can go ahead this week and, and contribute uh, in a positive way in the playoff game. So just to have him back around too is special. And uh, I'm looking forward to this next game, man. I mean, it's, it's everything on the table. Anything can happen. Uh, you know, the way this season has been going in 2020, uh, who knows what happens, Doc? I mean, as far as, you know, with the with the COVID may raise his head with somebody and somebody can't play in a couple yeah. rooms. So, you know, before you know it, you probably two wins into the playoffs and you're, you're playing in an NFC championship game. So I, I, I'm, I'm really excited about this entire tournament and just being able to have a dog in this fight, man. Super excited about the Rams. Congratulations to him, man. No doubt about it. And talking about Cam, man, it's obvious. You know, Cam ended up with 21 carries, just 34 yards. Had a, you know, a, a, a huge fumble, man, down on the goal line, one-yard line, man. Hurt us, but it didn't hurt us because we ended up winning the game. But just looking at those numbers, I got to give it to Cam because it's obvious my man wasn't 100%. We needed him to play because Darrell Henderson was out. You know, Cam had been out because he's hurt. Cause it's, but it, it's kind of, you know, it's hard for any NFL player to be 100% during this time of the season. So he stepped up, man, came out, gave us some tough – some tough yards, uh, ran the ball when we needed him to run the ball because, as I say, we have to have that threat of running the ball. And when we do uh, have that running game going, uh, whether it's going exceptionally well or just having the threat of running the ball, uh, our chances of winning go way up, as we always say, and they did that again. And and just looking at that, man, and what Wolfer gives us, uh, I mean, those, I mean, him making plays with his legs, man, we just have to be obvious. That's something that golf doesn't give us. And Wolford does give us that. So now we have to look forward to next week. We got the Seahawks. Now, golf says, you know, last week, you know, he'll be ready to go. The Rams said he'll be ready to go. He has surgery. But the question is now, 
Golf, I mean, it's not like this is his thumb on his non-throwing hand. This is his broken thumb on his throwing hand. So now they got to make a decision. You go with Walford or you go with Golf. Walford didn't show us anything that we say don't go with him. So now, you know, we, we, we Golf, you ready to play? Can you play? Do you take that chance or do we roll with Walford? Well, you know, to be honest and to be fair, you give golf every opportunity to be prepared to play and to start in this upcoming game. You know, you just want to make sure where he is, see how he looks in practice. I mean, he's got to make throws in practice just to, you know, really convince people that he can go out there and and not be a liability, Doc. I mean, so uh, if he can prove that, if he can if he can prove to Coach McVay that he can make the throws that McVay, Coach McVay wants to see, and uh, that he can go out and lead this team in a playoff game, so be it. Let's let's go ahead and put golf in and let's run with it. However, if that's not the case, I think, you know, what Walford brings to the table, different style of skill set as far as being able to run the ball. He got 56 yards running in his last game. So what that does to a defense, man, that that's an extra element that, you know, that the Seattle Seahawks haven't seen from us Thanks. in yes. the last two games. So um, you, you put pressure on the defensive ends to – to really stay at home and to hold the line, you really just can't chase from an opposite end. I mean, remember Jamal Anderson, who knows if he's going to play, uh, Jamal Adams, if he's going to play, but he chased down their, uh, uh, Henry Henderson going into the end zone because there was no threat of anything. So no. just having a guy like Wolford out there playing, uh, uh, you know, that may give their defense some pause and just add another element. And plus, Doc, he threw for over 200 yards. So. Uh, it, it's going to be a tight game anyhow. The, the defenses of, of both teams will show up. So uh, every yard is going to count. It's game of inches, and, and I believe it's going to raise its head in this playoff game between the Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams coming up. Yeah, I totally agree with you, man. If Jerry Goff can play and he shows you that he can make some throws and make some plays during practice, he should be placed back in there because as as as, as we're happy as we are for how Wolford played on Sunday – you know, Jared is the man. He's helped get us here, and he's the starter. As you know, and we have did some things with Jared as the quarterback. So I totally agree with you. You give him every chance to show you that he can play and that he can be effective. But the good thing about that is now we know if he doesn't, we have some faith and some confidence in Wolford. And even though it's the playoff, I would playoffs, I would expect him to play better than he played. You know, this Sunday, because now he has some experience. Now he knows what to expect. And seeing Seattle again, that's why you make a great point. Seattle hadn't seen this. For us to have a quarterback in. And I like the way McVay did it on Sunday, man. He gave Walford. It was some options. You either hand it off or you run it. That's a play call. And Walford chose, I'm going to run it a couple of times. And he picked up some good yardage. 15 yards here, 20 yards here, 7 yards here, picking up first downs. And he has some good escapability in the pocket. I like his feet because his feet are active. They hot. They kind of quick. Of course, that's something that Jerry doesn't give you. But, uh, you know, of course, Jerry is the, the, the better quarterback. But I totally agree with you, man. You give Jerry every opportunity. But the game is Saturday, though. So, you know what I'm saying? You got to show me something. I mean, I mean practice, you know, I, you know, I kind of – these weeks go with you off, and then you, you got to come in. You know, you got you start your week a little earlier than you do when you have a Sunday game. I say the biggest, the biggest thing uh, that I took from that game as far as Wolford is concerned, and probably that he took from the game, is that 
he was able to feel the speed of the game. You know, it's different from preseason. It's different from running a scout team and practice. But when live bullets are flying, he's, he's able to start to adapt to the speed of the game. So that bodes well for him in his next, next start. So if it's this Saturday he gets that opportunity, I think he plays a lot better than, than uh, you know, from a comfort level than just when he played against the, the Cardinals. So, um, you know, our defense has shown that we don't, we don't need many points. We're going we're gonna to score points on defense. We're going to get after your quarterback. We're going to do our best to make uh, everybody that we play one-dimensional and uh, have an opportunity to win the game. So our offense has to be steady. We have to, you know, hats off to Coach McVay. Uh, Cam Akers ran the ball 21 times, Doc. Yeah, I mean, did. that's close to that goal. You know, he only got yeah. 34 yards rushing, but he ran it 21 times. Exactly. So that, that lets you know that we're committed to running the football, and that bodes well for everybody. So with that extra, you know, if Walford plays, you know, that I mean, that's that's something else that Pete Carroll and those guys have to be proud to prepare for. And that's my whole point. That's the point I make every week, man. Just run the ball, whether you whether we are effective running the ball or not. We have to run the rock because we have to have that threat of running the football. But our offense is predicated on the, on the running game because we got it. We want to do the play action. We want to have that threat of running the ball because it freezes the defense and also gets them out of position. So that's that's what makes the bootlegs work. That's what makes the naked boots and you know all those things where we do in the misdirection and the play action in the passing game. That's what make it works because we're able to run the ball and have the threat of running the ball. So I do want to shout out Sean McVay for doing that, for being committed to run the foot, running the football, even though the running game really wasn't working that well yesterday. But still, we ran the ball and he used Wolford's skill set. He knows what Wolford can do. He told us, we know. I know what Wolford can do. The team said we know what Wolford can do. And we didn't know because, hell, we didn't know, but he showed us. So I appreciate that. So now we're going into Seattle, man. Uh, uh, seeing them again, man, ain't, hell, ain't really nothing to scout. We, we know them. They know us. We won the first game 23-16 at home. Then we lost to them last week 20-9. But now we see them again, man. You know, I mean, I would have liked to see somebody else, but, you know, it's, a, it's an advantage in this, and it's also a disadvantage. Uh, but now we just got to be ready to roll, man. Well, it's okay to go through these boys again to see somebody else. But uh, here's the thing. You know, we get Brockers back. We get Cooper Cup back. And uh, these guys can really, you know, hopefully we'll be at full strength. And, you know, that that bodes well for a guy like Walford if he's the starter this week. So just having a, you know, full deck of cards to be able to play with, um, he should be able to be a lot more comfortable, you know, on, especially on third down situations with Cooper Cup in there. So there's there's some there's some time and there's some some uh, some some some, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, accurate issues that accuracy issues that he probably had issues with as far as, you know, not having that timing with guys. Hopefully he gets it this week. If he's going to be the starter, he's going to be named the starter. And we go in at full strength, man. I, this is the second time, Doc, that uh, the, the the Rams have played the Seattle Seahawks in, this, in the playoffs. So it happened when I was playing with the Rams. We played them twice in the regular season and then came back and played them on the road in the playoffs and ended up winning that game in Seattle, man. So it, it should be pristine, clean, and a great opportunity just like it was last last week or two weeks ago playing the Seattle Seahawks on the road with no fans in the stands. I mean, the 12th man will not be there, Doc. So it, it's the least pressure if Walford has to play. I think he can go in and just be and just go ahead and perform and be better than he was last week. 
What you think? I, you know, it, that's what I think Jared Goff was doing yesterday, man. As the game progressed and Wolford was making some plays, Jared, like, I'm, I'm good. I'm healthy. I'm, I'm straight. <laughs> In his head, I'm good. I can play. I got to get right. You know what I'm saying? Because, hey, look, man, you know, as much as you want your team to do well, you want to hold on to your job as well, man. So, uh, but, so the Rams have to balance. Jared, are you really good to play or you just want to get in there so you can hold on and submit, submit uh, uh, your starting spot? But Jared, again, has to, you know, be unselfish in this situation and be honest with himself. Like, am I really healthy enough to play? Or am I allowing my ego to make this decision for me? Who's going to give us a better chance of winning this Saturday? This first, this first playoff game, me or Walford? If I do go out there and I'm not ready and we lose a lot on the line, the season over. But if I sit back and rest until I can get a little bit more, you know, a little healthier and Walford can lead us to a victory, now I can be ready to play the following week. So, you know, Jared is going to have to look in the mirror, man, and be honest with himself. McVay is going to have to look at Jared and be honest with himself and be honest with Jared and with the squad. And the team going to be looking as well and be like, okay, let me see how Jared is looking, man. Hell, if he looking like some trash, I mean, I ain't going to say trash. If he looking like he's still hurt. And and I used to be honest with you, bro, I don't even know how you – now, see, playing running back or receiver, man, you got a broken thumb or finger, you still can play. But damn, quarterback, you break your thumb your, on your throwing hand. I don't know how you get past that, dog. Hey, hey, what you do speaks so loud, I need not hear a word you say. I mean, that's that's just the, the take it's going to be on Jared Goff this week in practice, yeah. man. He's just going to have to show uh, the powers that be, the guys who make the, 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 the big money decisions. Uh, that he's ready to go. And if he if he's prepared, like, to make the throws that, that Coach McVay wants him to make, if he can throw the ball outside the numbers, if he can throw it down the field, uh, you know, let's go with him. So he's going to have to prove that in practice. He'll have ample opportunity, probably two or three days, to be out and throw the football. If you got to wrap that thumb up, you know, tape it up as best you can and, and be, be out there for your teammates, that's what you got to do. But you got to make those throws. It's going to be critical. And not only is he going to have to prove it to us, uh, you know, as, as as LA Ram fans, alumni, and just to the Rams player itself, he's got to prove it to the Seattle Seahawks when he steps on that field because they're going to try to make you one-dimensional. And if your thumb is aching you and you can't – and it, it, it's affecting the way you release the football, guess what they're going to make you do? You're going to be throwing the ball. They're going to try to make you throw it 50 times. They're going to they're gonna crowd that line of scrimmage and, and uh, try to blitz you and try to make you make a mistake. It's playoff football. Take away what a team does. Uh, really well and make them one-dimensional, that's the name of the game, Doc. And I'm trying to understand, man, because it, it, even having a sprained thumb, can't squeeze the ball the same. It ain't sprained, it's broken. So this is more, this is way more than pain tolerance. You can deal with some pain, but quarterback got to be able to feel the rock. That's why I never understood how some quarterbacks play with, with gloves on. So you got to be able to squeeze the ball. You got to be able to grip it. You got to feel it to even throw it accurately. So that's why I'm I'm curious to see how he's going to get past this. I would love to be in practice to see how he's throwing the ball, see how he's operating. But, hey, I mean, it's this is something tough to overcome, man. This ain't like a hurt knee or, a, you know, you can go out there on a hurt knee or an ankle and just stand in one spot as long as your finger's still working. But this is this is the – the thumb is like the thumb and the index finger, man. And that middle finger, those are the key fingers, man, for a quarterback to throw the ball. So I really want to see how Jared, you know, what he's going to do, man. And, you know, he has to be honest. The Rams have to be honest. But I'm just happy we are in the playoffs, bro, because as you said, anything can happen now. 
Well, I, I tell you what, I mean, for me, my, my personal uh, decision as far as play to not or not to play it has always been if I can run, I'm going to play. I'm playing. So, you know, I've had the thumbs. I've had the fingers, uh, you know, the, the broken ribs. But if I can run, I'm going to go out there and, and uh, I'm going to give it a shot. And once you're on the field, you know, all of those excuses go out the window. But you may have given him an option, Doc, with what you just said. I mean, just putting on the glove. I don't know if he's ever been the type to put on the glove. Glove. We have saw some quarterbacks wear gloves. And, and the way that these gloves are now tackified so much, man, yeah. it makes gripping and catching the ball so much easier. And it, it is almost like stick them, you know, yeah. putting stick them on your hand. So if he probably wants to go that route, probably sip a glove over that hand. But he got to try it out in practice, man. See how it works in practice. If it's working in practice, it'll work in the game. Yeah, and it, 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 uh, just long, just long as you know, you go out there, they gonna chop, they gonna be chopping at that hand, brother. I don't care what you say, they're gonna be swiping, and it's not only that, man. It's it's taking the pain from getting the snap if you're under center, man, or just grabbing it in the shotgun. But we shall see, man. I'm looking forward to us and this. See, I'm just glad we made made it to the playoffs, man. Finishing the year to ten and six, man. Ten and six record looks it looks a whole lot better than nine and seven, man. You know what I'm saying? You got double digit wins. I, it just looks good to me. It's pretty. It looks very good, Doc. I mean, you know, if, if you can snap a, you know, a, a underachievement stamp on it, I mean, you could. I mean, because we, lo- we left a lot on the table, Doc. Yes, I mean, did. let's be honest as far as the regular season is concerned. But, you know, you push that all aside. You know, you're standing on the podium as the last team standing uh, after this tournament, man. You wash all of that away. So, you know, that should be the mindset that's going in the locker room right now. It's an opportunity to play to, play, to be the last man standing get you a trophy, get you a ring, and just go down in history, man. No doubt about it, man. No, so the Rams and Seahawks, playoffs. But before we wrap this up, Isaac, I got to shout out a couple of dudes around across the NFL, man, this Sunday. Got to, man. First of all, that dude from the Tennessee Titans, man, Derrick (laughs) – dude, the dude was a monster, bro. Derrick Henry, man, he he needed two – he finishes the season, bro, with two – 2,027 rushing yards, 17 touchdowns. He bust Houston for two. The man busted Houston, Texas for 250 yesterday. They gave him the ball 34 times. So he's back-to-back rushing champions. I think that's the first time somebody did that since LT. But, dude, the way they roll – look, man, the way they run in Derrick Henry, man, shout out to you, D-Hen. But, bro, they, they need to pay you some more money, man. I know they just gave you some – dog, they owe dudes some more money because anything they, – they getting everything from him. We, we know running backs don't last that long. And, dog, they, they squeezing every inch out of – and he's giving it to him. And, and when he first got to the NFL, like his first couple of seasons, man, I ain't think he was going – you know, he really wasn't doing much. But now I don't know what didn't happen. He didn't turn it on. A hey, big dog's a monster, bro. So, Got to shout out D. Henry, man. Oh, absolutely, man. King Henry, man, a, a special talent. And you know it's funny because he started his college career very similar, man. Kind of like under the radar. Yeah. But by the time he left, he was Heisman Trophy winner. So just just seeing this guy when he got to Tennessee, there was another back there. He was they were splitting time with another guy, and he yeah. just cream rose to the top. So. He became the eighth player ever to rush for 2,000 yards, man. That's special, man. That's that's a, a an exclusive class. And I just love, you know, when I when I go and, and take a look at Twitter, all of these guys, the seven, uh, salute him as far as joining the club, man. So big shout-out to uh, King Henry, man. I mean, he's a dominant force. And uh, I'm sure the Tennessee Titans are going to try to ride this guy all through the playoffs, man. They have, a, they have a perfect formula. 
run the football, play great defense, and keep the other explosive offenses off the field. That's their MO. That sounds like us. Run the ball and have a good defense. That's a nice little formula, man. And and once again, man, to get two thousand yards in the season, man. Look, honestly, Isaac, when 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 an NFL running back gets a thousand yards in, in just a thousand yards, that's not that don't impress me, dog. That's sixteen. It used to be, huge. Yeah. It used to be <laughs> but that's sixteen games to get a thousand yards. So I don't want to hear that. He's a thousand yard. How many yards? Now, if you got twelve and thirteen hundred, okay, cool. But if it's just a thousand, no, nah, bro. Sixteen games to get a thousand—that's not that impressive, man. But two thousand? Yeah. Oh my gosh, man! Because not too many people did. And the second shout out is two shout outs. First of all, the Saints for recognizing this. And Emmanuel Sanders for getting it. Emmanuel Sanders, the Saints receiver, bro, he needed eight catches to reach 60 for the season yesterday. So if he got 60, he gets an extra half a million dollars, man. So what does Sean Pate do? They fed him. I love this, bro, because they could have easily, you know, management could have easily been like, look, if we, if you don't have to use him, man, you know what I'm saying, we got the game locked up. Let's chill on this. But no, what's Sean Payton like? We're going to feed him. And not only did Payton them feed him, man, he got his eight catches. He got his half a million, bro. And I like his reaction when he – that eighth catch. That boy won't even tackle good, Jay. He started throwing up that money sign, man. So shout-out to Emmanuel Sanders for getting that half a million-dollar bonus. And shout-out to the Saints and Sean Payton, man, and them quarterbacks for making sure they saw Sanders and so he can get that loop, bro. Well, I tell you what, what, what this it, this answers the question about you know when we as fans are watching the game, if we wonder if coaches know if milestones are close or if incentives are that close for guys to hit them. Absolutely, they know. So, just you know, you have some organizations who are all for that, and others who are who can really be mean and yes. say no, we're not going to do it. They can keep you on the sideline. I've seen that done as well. But you know, uh, Sean Payton definitely a player's coach. Uh, Mickey Loomis, the, the general manager, man, a great job by them. And this, this also does a lot for guys who are in free agency, Doc. Yes, so sir. If, I, if it's a toss-up between, you know, I get $20 million to go to Carolina and, you know, you know, the head coach is a jerk or the general manager is a jerk, Cheap. but you go get the same $20 million to go to New Orleans, I think I'll go to New Orleans because they're going to do everything to push and make sure the players are successful on and off the field. So this is just another another example of that. Big salute to Sean Payton, Mickey Loomis, and Emmanuel Sanders for going out there and catching those eight passes, man. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it, man. That's why I just love to see that, man. So I'm glad I'm happy for you, E-Man, man, an extra half a million, man. You you probably wasn't counting on, but when you've got – because I guarantee you, he was like, look, man, looking at these numbers, his agent said, you know, I already know. You ain't got to tell me. Hey, look, man, if I get eight catches, man, look for me. Look, I ain't trying to be selfish, but – Look for me, Phoebe, man, so I can get this half a million, man. I might even drop you 50000 Drew. And Drew like, man, I don't need your money, man. I got plenty of it. But salute to the Saints. Salute to, <laughs> salute to Derrick Henry. And salute to our L.A. Rams, man. Anything you want to add, man, before we get up out of here, bro? Well, you you got two salutes, man. I'd like to add one. Justin Fields, man. Justin Fields lit it up Old this State, past yeah, yeah. weekend for the Ohio State Buckeyes, man. And, uh, you know, they, they were talking about how far Trevor Lawrence was probably ahead of him as far as the draft. I think that gap closed tremendously after that performance, yes, man. To be able to, to be able to take a, a a Clemson team who has a great defense, great defensive coordinator, and put 385 passing yards on them with six touchdowns and one interception, man. Just a great performance by Justin Fields. You got your work cut out for you next week, big fella. So enjoy it. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt about it, man. That's gonna do it for another 
episode of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. Until later this week, we out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.